Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago, and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's up, everybody? You are tuned in to Cannabis Legalization News. I'm trying to read scripts and also adjust volume. I'm sorry about that. But anyway, huge show for you guys today. We have some federal news about the GOP. We have federal news about guns. Where Luke Scarmazzo is free and much, much more. Unfortunately, we're not coming to you on LinkedIn, but it's one of those. All right. Let me then scroll to this. What's up, Miggy? Happy I Sunday. I'm a producer, man. I don't like doing all this stuff myself while I'm trying to read from a script so I can stay on brand and then also adjust the volume. Yeah, well, you're working yeah. with a, a fucking Chrome tablet, aren't you, or some shit? No, I'm back on the Mac. The Chrome tablet just crapped out. It's fine for the front desk. Speaking mm-hmm. of, we'll have a front desk next week. I'll be at right. the new office. Yeah, federal news, though. Big federal, federal news. news. Yeah, this is a GOP congressman has released something. 
I even wanted to do the goddamn summary of the show, but I couldn't do that. We'll have oh. to get somebody whose job is to produce this. Yeah, totally. But yeah, this federal news, I'm not impressed, though. Republican congressman reintroduces bill to move cannabis to Schedule 3. Yep. So this guy, Florida man. Florida uh, man. I uh, I heard sometime. Greg Stubbe. Yeah. When it comes to like memes and jokes and shit, and I saw somebody like, they're like, hey, how come you shared my meme, but you didn't give me a follow? And then the best comeback was, oh, you know, you find a gold brick and a piece of trash. You're not going to take the whole trash with you. You're just going to take the gold brick. I don't know, dude, because like in this guy, he's releasing this Florida man bill that's along with in his Twitter, remove special privileges from big woke tech and woke orgs. These guys are just ignorant. Cut taxes for Americans, prevent their money from being spent on cruel dog testing. That's an issue. Or even right. hold our government accountable for what department and improve efficiency. What department? Like, it's just <laughs> blanket. Yeah, I just a lot of nothingness. It's all the Republicans are doing right now. What is it that uh, when we're passing bills on the one side because they own it, but they know it's not going to go anywhere? Yeah. But the bill would direct the Attorney General of the United States to amend the Controlled Substances Act to move cannabis from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3. Within 60 days, of the bill's enactment. That's not too bad. And then this is a Republican Greg Stubbe out of Florida, and the bill is known as HR 610, the Marijuana One to Three Act. Yeah, on the 27th, for about after four years after filing a similar bill previously, along with seven other, according to a press release. So Biden's already made that statement, and then I think the wheels are turning. Luke Scarmaz is free. Welcome home, Scarmazzo's Luke. Yeah, that's a big story that we'll get to later on in the broadcast. Yeah, yeah Greg Stubbe, like the picture of him. Put him back up. Let's take yeah, a look at here. what this guy looks like. There he is. He is in a three-piece suit signing important legislation or doing something. I don't know. He, this That is a staged shot if I've ever seen it. Oh, but the, I just really am saddened by the state of politics right now because the whole R side is just a sad stage. There's no substance. There's nothing coming out that I see that I can identify with or go, like, yep, that's going to help. I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't know. Let's get to the next story. Politics suck. They both suck on both sides. Did you see my uh, my Washington deep dive? No, I did not see your Washington deep dive. I did have notes on your thumbnail. You have to make sure that when you are a thumbnail, your vid- your picture you have to look at it on your phone, dude. Oh, if you don't yeah, look at it on your phone, big. like people are just gonna scroll right past it and they aren't gonna, it's not gonna stand out. So to make your headshot like a lot bigger, I mean, we can, we have a web page that you go to make the actual, the thumbnail, like the text. Yeah, you go here, that's where you go. You have to and post this with the chat for everybody who's also got YouTube channels. Um, but yeah, it's, it is the way that I do things because it's, it just works. Well, my point being is that during that, a lot of the negative stuff that was coming out was initiated by a Democrat in Washington state. So it's not like Republican worse or better. They're both all a-holes, but like the present state of things are, you can rely more on one than the other as far as grown opinions. We do have those really good news, like you said, from the coming from the courts. We got some federal court news. Let's get to the federal court news. The big news that wasn't really what much, but a GOP congressman did introduce a bill that would drop cannabis out of Schedule 1, put it down to Schedule 3. It really isn't legalization. And then you see all the crap that's going on with the FDA right now. I'm not sure if you guys have checked that out about how they completely punted on hemp regulations back to. That's exactly what would happen then if it was in one, from Schedule 1 to 3, because it still would have to go through an FDA process. So if this thing passed, Nothing would really change except the industry would become much more profitable because IRC 280E would no longer apply. But there's still like the internet interstate commerce 
is that hopefully that's on the slideshow. I didn't get the chance to review the slideshow. I've been moving. But in a slideshow for what? Oh, I call the new summary the slideshow. Oh. I got okay. it from Archer. Wait, no, <laughs> nice. I got it from Archer's predecessor with Boosh and the guy's Frisky Dingo. Maybe it was Frisky Dingo. That's yeah, a good because one. the extacles, right. Yeah. Are you familiar with Georgia? Somebody's commenting that Georgia has rescinded their low oil approval. So I don't know what that means. No, I saw there was news over in Georgia this week, but again, I've been moving. So I barely got any work done last week for billables. Sorry, clients. <laughs> I'm, they're yeah, coming yeah you got an adult dude you got i'm moving offices and so tune in next week and then give us i'll click subscribe you'll get notification then especially hit the bell and, and i'll be at a completely new office this is the last show in my basement nice. and to celebrate later i'm gonna i'm gonna get we're gonna end i'll go show the garden oh, on, right. on the podcast later so that's why you got to stick around until all the news articles are done but the big story that we led with gop congressman Somebody who was fighting against the big tech and woke orgs named Representative Greg Stubbe. I really hope that's not how he pronounced his name. He introduced the one to three act for dropping cannabis, but that would just create chaos and the FDA would punt to Congress for regulations and nothing would happen except the industry be more profitable. Yeah, these well, are all for the industry being more. They're just making motions, just trying to gestures, right? These are all just empty gestures. There's nothing's going to come out of this, though. I don't think. Not from the house, not at this moment. It, this moots safe banking, and so like we're going to talk mm. about the Senate and safe banking later on. In Florida, by the way, there is an application window announced. You should already be applying for Florida, and if you're thinking of applying for Florida, you're rich because it's a hundred forty-six thousand dollar application fee, and you have to be completely vertically integrated. So. Maybe I'll get a Florida client, but I don't know. Yeah, so I'm really digging this news from the uh, the courts, though. All right, let's go to the next one. This one is not something that I would say was what we were not expecting. I would definitely say that this was trending news. All right, so ban on marijuana users owning guns is unconstitutional. U.S. judge rules. So a federal law prohibiting marijuana users from possessing firearms is unconstitutional. A federal judge in Oklahoma has concluded, citing last year's U.S. Supreme Court ruling that significantly expanded gun rights. U.S. District Judge Patrick Wyrick, an appointee of former public President Donald Trump in Oklahoma City, on Friday dismissed an indictment against a man charged in August for violating that ban, saying it's infringed his right to bear arms under the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment. I, Ooh, that is great because this form that people and I don't own a firearm and no. support the Second Amendment and all that. But yeah. again, the word regulation or well regulated was in the Second Amendment. But oh, yeah. um, I like that this has been something that has been in the thorn of many medical patients. They don't want to give up their right to defend themselves with a firearm because they also want to exercise their right to access medicine. And now this is going to be really cool that the this jurisprudence will probably get copied in other locations. Oh, yeah, totally. And so, like he said, the judge, he said marijuana was not in and of itself a violent, forceful, or threatening act and noted that Oklahoma is one of the number of states where the drug still illegally under federal law can be legally bought for medical uses. It's a no-brainer, though, right, for a law that's going to be happening in the United States. You saw this. It's a, clearly unconstitutional because it was written in the Constitution. So, I don't know. If some of these organizations actually said they stood up for things they stood up for, the NRA, this could have been resolved years ago. This poor guy had to get indicted and go through his own, to fight his own fight. To exercise his constitutional right and yeah. also to access a plant that never, ever should have been outlawed. And its prohibition has injured our, comp our company. America is a company. 
it literally is. But uh, we it issued it injured our again. I said corporation, country by way too much. Yeah, and man, my man had a public defender. So holy crap, he won with a public defender. <laughs> I just uh, wow. I tipped it a hat to Lauren Dustin, the public defender. <laughs> Lauren Dustin, the public defender. You are freaking awesome. Good job on that one. And uh, guys, throw some likes for who is the name of the public defender again? Lord Deskin. Lord or Laura? Laura. Okay. Yeah. Good. It just it starts with Laura Deskin, a public defender representing Harrison, the person who was indicted. Damn. Damn. Cool, man. They actually won by using the whole rights and the rules that are out there thing. An actual good you decision. Yeah. You mean the rights and the rules that we have, that I have, that you have? That the Constitution provides? Constitution operating agreement of freedom. And the Constitution is not very big, right? Everybody talks about, oh, it's a Constitution. It's not either. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. And most people haven't even read it. I hope they have. But then again, I'm a lawyer, and there's only 1.3 million lawyers out of a country with a population of 335 million. Yeah. So you're like, you have to go through a lot of motherfuckers before you find a lawyer. Hundreds. I just never had faith in public defenders. And the fact that this one had to go to a federal level with oh. a public defender, interesting. No, I've had faith in public defenders. The problem that they usually have isn't their incompetence. It's they're underfunded and they're overworked. That's right. And very often they're given a losing hand. And so when I represented banks and would kick the shit out of debtors, that was easy. They didn't yeah. pay their bills. I was going to win. But then it's the same thing. Like a lot of criminals that are prosecuted, if there's that just cause to bring that action against them, the prosecutors and bank lawyers have like some of the same type of success records, like plus 80%. Sure. It's all pleaded out or whatever. But also my, my thing, like you said about the public defenders is the funding, right? They're not funded. They're, it's kind of like teachers, right? We want to give them shit, but it's because the money's really not there. We want to talk about how we're this great, powerful equity country of fairness and righteousness. But uh, unless you got deep pockets... You don't get justice. Yeah. If you don't have deep pockets, you don't get justice. You don't get a cannabis license, at least operational. You don't get a lot of things. The rich people get everything. They get the best tax breaks, the best health care, the best property. The higher I've gotten the business side of things, the more money I make, the I don't have to take a drug test. Like when I was flipping burgers, I had to take a drug test. Why? Why? No, weird. No, that's weird. The best, that's the best time I should be doing it. Because um, they, huh? the people that are stoned are going to burn the burger. Is that it? I don't get it. I don't get it. Dude, anybody has to do labor. That should be the person fucking vibing. Just getting their own. All we right, got... man. Did we beat the uh, do we beat the gun dead story horse? to a dead horse? Yeah. We could have given more analysis and insight regarding the Second Amendment's Supreme Court case that came out last year. But I'm not a gun nut. I'm sorry if you were tuning in to find gun nuts. Wrong channel, bro. And again, if the NRA stepped up, an organization that's supposedly not. pro-America, like yeah. how long have we had public uh, defender? Yeah. The NRA should give that public defender a lifetime membership. Talk, and probably a, a six-figure check. I don't know. Seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though. Oh, uh, dude, we got some more. Kind of, oh, let's let us oh, go right. to the next federal. Oh, no, you're a little choppy, but let's go to the next federal news story. This one's out of the Dithering Democrats. We shouldn't be calling them the Dithering De Democrats. Yes. But read this story and tell me they ain't. All right, let's go. So we got from the Hill, Senate Democrats look for a way forward on marijuana baking. We got to protect that money. Got to protect though, that marijuana money. But this is the exact same thing wait. that the Republican bill does. Like the safe banking is only yeah. necessary if you keep cannabis in Schedule 1 or Schedule 2. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So a handful of Senate Democrats met with Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer on Wednesday to ponder the path to passage of this Congress. Senator Jeff Merkley said despite what seems to be a dead 
and across the Capitol with Republicans now in charge of the House. Yeah, this is safe baking. How, how long has the safe baking gone through and been approved? How many times? Well, Three, four? Has been, I think this is its seventh year, perhaps. So if you're pushing a rock up a hill for the seventh year, you may never get that rock to the top of the hill. So the three to one act, shit, I'd vote for it simply yeah. because, or the one to three act, because that would allow you to get around a lot of the problems with the safe banking issue. And then also mm-hmm. get around the double taxation issue. But <clears throat> they aren't going to do it. You know? And so now a safe banking reform got a whole bunch of social equity provisions put into it. So now you're going to see this distinction between the two parties where the Democrats are going to pin legalization on all this social equity stuff for votes. And then the Republicans are going to pin legalization on freedom and less regulation and lower taxes also for votes. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And that's unfortunate, right? It feels like you're the kid with divorced parents and they're each trying to fight for your love. Whereas if you just give me the goddamn legalize just right away, just we just want it to work. Why doesn't the country work? Well, it's yeah. the Democrats' fault, or it's the Republicans' fault, or it's China air balloons and stuff like well, that. It's that Spider-Man meme. Well, they're all like Everybody's pointing at each Spider-Man other. Spider-Man, and they're all pointing at each other. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is the most painful thing. And this is why I did the, the live Friday for two hours. We, we went over. The process is painful, right? This Seven years has been going through. Homegrown Washington State, a state that's had recreational cannabis for 10 years. Still well, no homegrown. Sales for almost nine. Sales for eight and a half years. Yeah, no, they were pretty. So it happened. No, you're right. July of 14. Is that what it was? Yep. Nice. Yeah. No. So still, it's just the process is very painful unless you can just do with a whip and say, okay, unscheduled or descheduled. The unscheduled is just as bad as this one to three thing. So, like, you are throwing the regulations to the administration and they don't know what they're regulating. And so, that they, with the CBD regulations, here it is four and a half years after the 2018 farm bill legalized hemp and they still know how to regulate cbd when we talk about regulations it's reasons why to put you in jail right like things that you've done wrong that's not businessly i guess would be the best way to put it did you see that article that i posted this morning in the slack about the da in kansas is going to be start prosecuting people for delta 8 No, I did not see how Delta 8 THC in Kansas is going to get prosecuted. I do believe in the Kansas public defender that understands that hemp is defined as the cannabis plant in all parts and all of its cannabinoids, except for Delta 9 THC 0.3%. Have to dismiss the case against the guy. You, you would think, right? But I'm fearing what kind of judges are going to hear this case, right? Because here the, uh, the, so there's the article from their local Wichita, Kansas, KSN.com. The gray area surrounding the buying and selling of Delta H in Kansas is no longer so gray. Like Delta 8 period. They're not even saying Delta 9. So I Delta 8 legal as hell. It's, yeah, it's, it technically is. Yeah, it is. And uh, not only that, cannabis seeds are hemp. And yesterday, February 4th, Cookies told me it was National Hemp Day. And so I'm going to enjoy a little bit of hemp right now. And we're going to take a small 420 break. We shall return after a short break. Oh, that is the problem that I have trying to 
manage this while I'm live and also sneaking in a little smoke. I know how it feels, everybody. And if you want to learn how to win a cannabis license, let me invite you to go to how to win a cannabis license. It's in our collateral bases page for our consulting products that are educational based. People might want to get into the cannabis industry and they want to learn a little bit, but they don't want to throw $50,000 at it. This is the product for you. I'm going to throw this into our live chat. Check it out when you have a chance. And then later on, I'm going to try and get me a license in Illinois. So we'll see how that rolls. Oh, absolutely. we'll show you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're going to want to tune in next week. We actually have a big show for you. It'll probably be dropping on Wednesday. We are going to be interviewing Jorge Cervantes. If you want to know what Mel Frank's real name is, and if you know who Mel Frank is, this is the channel for you. Drop it in the comments, click like, subscribe, share, and be annoying when you share people about that. Be like, oh, you got to check this thing out. It's crazy. They talk about Mel Frank. And Jorge Cervantes will be on the show next Wednesday. We had a wonderful conversation with him. After this show, Miggy and I are going to apply for a dispensary license, and then we'll have a show of that pretty soon. And hopefully we win, and then we can walk you through how I'm going to try and make money off of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we will, I, we will go over exactly how we make money off of it. That's yeah. why you're going to need to tune in. That's why I have to go to Tom. So what story do you want to hit next? What state? Uh, let's see here. What was on the as I call it, a slideshow, but still. Oh, we should talk about Luke Scarmazzo. That's the marijuana yes. moment. 14 freaking years. Let's see here. Let's give him a bumper. I didn't really, I would say this was stuff I didn't, I was not expecting. I didn't know oh. that he was, he was coming out. 100%. Share it. Luke Scarmazzo was released. Federal judge releases man who served 14 years over California medical cannabis dispensary in light of evolving policy landscape. He had seven more years to serve. Compassionate release, my friends. Yes. Activists decided his case as examples for why they need comprehensive reform, including Weldon Angelos. Shout out to him. He was on the podcast previously, and he was probably very active in helping Luke Scarmazzo get out of Oh, yeah. Uh, we spoke to Weldon like right after he got out of jail, too, which was like yeah. pretty, pretty exhilarating. Luke went in at 26 and 14 they years. They robbed him. They robbed him. 26. He's 40 years old now. You have any idea how good your years are between the ages of 26 and 40? Much better than the ones between 40 and 50. It's not just the body wellness ability that you have, but the stuff you're losing out on the outside. His daughter grew up. I think she graduated high school and college at the same time. Same thing with his daughter did graduate high school and college. And you're missing vital parts of your people's lives. This is right. poor Craig Cecil we had on. His damn dad died. His kid died while he's locked up. You're not. And then he's locked out of the industry. Is yeah. Luke Scarmazzo going to be locked out of the industry too? Because we can't get Craig Cecil a license. If we try to put him on, I think they'd say no. Yeah. Uh, and he's not social equity. Miggy qualifies for social equity. The guy who's, oops, the guy who is actually holding down the fort and supplying medicine when it was completely illegal, they're locked out of the industry. Yeah. Judge Dale Droz, D-R-O-Z-D, explained in his 29-page ruling, there are a number Good. of factors that led to the court to determine that Scarmazza was deserving of compassionate release, which is meant for cases where there are extraordinary and compelling reasons for relief. And part, so Lance, uh, Richard Montez actually got released, I think, three or four years ago during the Obama years, uh, or eight years, shit. But Luke was denied. Because there was like a gun charge or some shit. It was like very Rico, very, you're a horrible human being for having these bad decisions as a kid. This is bullshit. Right. 
disappeared. I had to tell you, but then there was also a quote from Weldon Angelo on that. He says, we've helped a lot of people, but this one is different. Luke is my friend and someone I've been fighting for since we were in prison together seven years ago. And now Luke has the ability to join us in this fight to free those we have both left behind. And a shout out to the Weldon Project and yeah. Freedom Grow Forever that's helping throw some money on these wrongly detained individuals commissary so that they can have a little bit of comfort while the government is unjustly taking their freedom. Exactly. But thank God that they're getting out now. There's another one that got released. Freedom Grow has been announcing a bunch of people being released. And so funny, the chat, I'm trying to get somebody was pushing Tom and Miggy could get out right. and I kept trying to catch it, but the fucking thing keeps going up. So I'm like, I yep. give up. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's one of the nice things. Besides having somebody that can help us with the AV while we're doing the show live, having moderators. It's like when I logged into YouTube today, like you do to check oh, yeah. the, the stuff the tubes. Uh, the tubes and so it says hey you can have moderators now and there's ways that we can create moderators so if buddy starts acting crazy in the chat they'd be like hang on a second Don't do yeah that. very cool yeah we do draw some weird ones some sometimes stuff. mostly the it's the spam boss that killed me then people who are able to create 10 accounts in five minutes i don't know what why do you have so many accounts i don't know maybe maybe they're chock full of girl scout cookies and ah, so there you if you go. would like to get some girl scout cookies my girlfriend's is selling them and i'm going to give you a link right now in the chat so that you can go buy yourself some girl scout cookies that's right girl scout cookies coming at you it's uh, funny I'm not sure how we will ship them to you but we'll figure out a way we'll figure sure. it out It'd be feasible, but when, when I saw that in our Slack or the thing, and then I was like, Girl Scout cookies, what grower are we working with? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, sweet, I'm gonna try Thin Mints. Oh man, it's a cookie. Oh, dang it. It's not edibles. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if he spells scouts with a Z and become like an edible company. Would that be you get a cease and desist from the Girl Scouts of America, just like they sent to Burner, and that's why it's not Girl Scout cookies anymore. It's GSC, as cannabosum is like sitting there in the chat going, GSC, yeah, that's right. And that's why it's also like GG number four as opposed to Gorilla Glue. Oh, they right. also got a cease and desist. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So funny. What other products? Of course, the cannabis industry or the cannabis people who are involved, we've been using these weird names and then now we're getting around it. We're like this culture of acronym. What's a GS13, the government strain and all the other. Yeah. Like... yeah. They, they, we talked to Jorge about that. He yeah. Had interesting insight on it. But let's keep doing the Luke Weldon Angelos. Don't forget to follow him on Twitter. Yes. Uh, happy to announce Luke is being released today. The judge granted compassion release based on policy changes at the federal level. This is a federal judge. This is more good federal news. We had boatloads of good federal news, some from judges, by the way, this week. That's your gun rights. And yeah. so look for that case in that federal jurisdiction to start sweeping across the United States just like the dormant commerce clause litigation has in the industry. So now that there's protection and cited precedent somewhere for your rights as a firearms owner exercising your second amendment, even though you have a medical cannabis card, so what? That medical cannabis does not preclude your second amendment rights. That's very, when federal stuff comes out, that's not about more fear mongering or like eventually there's going to be, they're going to come out and say, okay, no THC limits for hemp, right? We just got to get over this whole Way well, then, regulate. then we're gonna have to stop crawling at cannabis and everything's hemp but anyway well, we wanted well, to well, still well, mention that the firearm rights that yeah. somebody else is asking about that it was uh, your medical patients it's like medical cannabis does not eliminate your right to own a firearm 
even though that form that you have to fill out when you purchase the weapon, you have to check a box. And then if you check that you use it, they've been denying people their guns. So funny how America's this country of, uh, what do you call it when you expect somebody to be truthful on their own? Uh, honesty? Yeah. Honesty, but yeah, everything's an honesty test, right? Have you ever smoked weed? Nah. Because you already know how they view you. But uh, that's, you that's guys exactly got some how you got into the Navy, right? Like it was, yeah. do you smoke weed? Oh, yeah. wait. You smoke weed in the past, but you don't smoke weed anymore. Right. Exactly. Actually, because I, I went in with dreadlocks. And so it was very self-evident that I uh, didn't do shit. And uh, they're like, you smoke weed? And I'm like, and he's like, three times. You smoked it three times. Sounds good to me. I fucking right. did but, uh, you got some local news that's interesting. You're uh, Chicago, I'm from Chicago Tribune. Oh, that that is a very interesting story. So why don't we go ahead and go over to it? Maybe you queue it up and share it and we'll get to it. Yeah, so I can't make this any bigger because of the website. But the first cannabis store with a bar and bakery under the same roof open in Illinois. Isn't that amazing? Uh, first off, it's pronounced Illinois. They don't say the yes. But oh. welcome other people, especially from out of state, to pronounce it Illinois, which is just hilarious. Anyway. <laughs> Reading is fundamental, right? Uh, okay, cannabis is what it's called. What is that? The store is called. That's what the store is called. Okay, cannabis. Oh, neat! Is unlike other business in the state, hosting licensed cannabis sales under the same roof with West Town Bakery, which serves beer, wine, and liquor. Oh man! Yep, and I will guarantee it is two separate LLCs operating under the same roof. And so there's the cannabis dispensary area, and then there is the other aspect of the area, but a bakery that serves beer, wine, and liquor and baked goods and other food with cannabis. This is something that is really interesting that Illinois has opened it up already, pairing a consumption lounge with a dispensary. Yeah, and uh, that dispensary owner is a social equity applicant as well, which is pretty cool. Um, yes, that's 100% of all the licenses in Illinois go to social equity applicants. You are um, one, I'm not. That's why we are partnering, because I yeah. have social equity. This is going to be interesting to see things like that happen. People really should keep an eye on them. And, and the reason why they should keep an eye on it is the much to do that's not going to happen because of the weed. Like, the place is going to be open for like three years and nothing really spectacular is going to happen just because they put weed and booze in the same building. Nothing more special than if you just have a bar. People being drunk at three o'clock in the morning, leaving it, pissing in back alleys. Does it sound like that kind of situation? It's a bakery. Which no, it be... doesn't sound like that. It sounds like it's a mad, fat coin situation in the yeah. sense that we are talking about a Chicago location. Yeah, it's Chicago, Downtown. who is the interim chief operating officer for the CPS, the Chicago Public Schools. Connected much, you think? If you're the COO of CPS, I'm pretty mm. sure you're connected. But then we're talking about a 12,000 square foot space, the site of the former Twin Peaks and Wheeling's Restaurant Row on Milwaukee Avenue, substantially larger than most dispensaries. This is a multi-million dollar build out. And that's one of the reasons why the industry ain't cheap, especially if you're in an urban location like a Chicago and L.A. or New York. This person's doing it right, too, according to the 5050 Restaurant Group. So they're partnering with a restaurant group that owns the bakery, which is, makes sense. That's where the deep pockets are, right? They're like, like hey. Not necessarily. No, we, we'd have to go. The real estate owner might also be like a limited partnership. So we would have to mm. look at their corporate structuring and their capital stack to understand all of those things, but they aren't going to show you those. That's a private business. Anyway, it's fascinating. It's great. I'm glad that they are doing this in Chicago and I hope that they do it in other locations, but it's a different license. And so like they allowed one license, which is the dispensary to be open in an area that has, you know, 
beer and wine and spirits in a different area in the same open space. The security aspect of that has to be really interesting. But again, this is the chief operating officer of Chicago Public Schools. And they probably how, know. how do they get away, though? with what? Who's the fun police in Illinois? In Illinois? So here, Washington State. The IDPFR. And do you and think... So yeah. do you think they work it out something ahead of time? They might be buddies, but then no, they have to pass the same inspection that everybody else does. Illinois is like New York. It's not the, it's a very opaque state. And so like whenever I'm trying to model the dispensary, I go to your state because they publish everything. Yeah. About the yeah. Data. They require them to like in our state, they just publish the raw numbers for like last month we sold this many millions. Yeah. The reason I ask is here in Washington, that's always been a thing too, where I've been, are you guys vertical or horizontal? Vertical. But each license is its own. So we don't have any integrated licenses. So if you want to go vertical, you have to uh, stack licenses. I am all, yeah. Because here we had this beautiful store that was a cannabis store and you walked in and what they did is they bought a building that had sections in it. And so they closed the one, a different license on this production grower or producer. So you can see like a little garden inside this behind these doors. And then also they were making concentrates. And mm-hmm. so you walk in and so you can see the things happening. And it was a really cool concept where people were getting educated at the same time, but our fun police was not happy with it. Even though they tried to like do a whole technical, there's a wall dividing the two. We just yeah, opened the doors sure. during the day. And it's just sad to see like, overreaction to something so simple and educational and actually it was a beautiful store very hygienic clean i just it was sad and so hopefully those guys were successful in times like this when miggy is sad i like to play name that straight let's do that and the strain that you're going to name is that one right there Ooh, it's dark yep this is a baked good Actually, you would find this at a donut shop. That is the hint on this name, that strain, the place where you can name strains. I'm trying to catch up to see where it's at. I don't even know where it's at. Oh, it's it's down there. And so, like, we, I'm not sure if there was a link to it on there. Yep, there is. Fair enough. A very nodular looking thing, though, right? Like, one little nice tight bud, purple hair, or not purple, red hairs that are gorgeous. Something like that back in the day, I would just call red hair. Really? uh, Yeah, because we didn't have names. It didn't have, you didn't, it, like, that was the problem. Like you didn't get names. You didn't get lineage. You got oh. what was in the bag and it usually had seeds. Did somebody already get it? Yeah. So I'm right. You're wrong. Said fritter first, but David, that's not got the bull. Apple ah. fritter. Apple fritter. That's right. You can find this at a bakery and you can also find it at homegrown cannabis co. I'm going to throw a little bitly link here to one of their deals. Mm-hmm. And uh, check them out. There's a lot of cool people that are affiliated with them. Uh, and they have the apple fritter there. And so that's, the, you can just go online now because the DEA has admitted it, that it's hemp. Yeah. And hemp. you can buy like, cookies as their own seed shop. Homegrown Cannabis Co. That's basically Kyle Cushman, Swamis, and who what's else your, involved? What's, what's, that? Your, what's your code? I thought you had a code for them. I don't have a code for them. I have a bill. Oh. And so okay. I shared them the bit.ly link in the chat. It's also in the description below. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just... But look at that. They say that this sucker is a stunner in the sense that it can test up to 32% THCA mm. because the other one might get you in trouble. And it's one of the fastest selling strains of all time. Sour apple crossed with animal cookies. Right on. 
Yeah, it reminds me of something that Jorge said about how fragile the genetics because of all the crosses are. He yeah. talks about that on the, pro the program, so be sure to tune in to that yeah. one when it comes out that, on Wednesday. That was such a good conversation, though. We talked about really a lot of the history, like back in like the origins of like really good weed in the United States. And uh, very stuff I pretty much already knew, but it was cool to hear it from the guy who was doing it. <laughs> yep. yeah. Cool to hear from the guy that's doing it, indeed. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next story. That one's already done. One in Richmond. I really don't like the luxury idea for the cannabis. So let's talk about Missouri. Let's well, do some states. We have Missouri. Yeah. We have Mississippi. No, we have Missouri, Virginia. Maryland, and Florida. Oh, oh, there was also some issues from Virginia, but with legal states. It's one of those types of things. So let's go to Missouri first. This is some yeah. good news out of Missouri. They have began or begun selling yeah. recreational cannabis. When you wake up tomorrow, it'll be the sixth of February when it will be legal to sell and to purchase if you are over 21 in the state of Missouri. I am removing Fox 4 News because they just they just keep making you subscribe to things or watch videos. Pop-ups. It's got a lot show. of oh, ads, ads everywhere. Yeah. No, yeah, but they're there. reporting. Fox 4 Adam of Kansas City, Missouri is reporting that. Good luck, Missouri. February 6th, open for business. And if I was you, I'd go try to find some Amaze Cannabis. That is Amaze Cannabis. One heck of a brand grown by people that know what they're doing. You know what's going to be fun? I know we had so many states with the legal rec. Or, oh, there's that medical. No, it's recreational, right? In Missouri. So, yeah, Missouri's recreational. Now, like Missouri yeah. starts as recreational here Monday. But it's going to be interesting to see, like, eventually, oh, Missouri. I guess I'm saying it wrong. I just don't know oh, my yeah, states. Missouri. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's but, pronunciations that are also, like, local. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like everything. Enunciation, dialect, all that crap. But with Missouri, now so many legal states, it's going to be interesting to see, like, a tour. Like, now everybody's going to have their own niche. It's almost an appellation, right? Because everybody has to stay in their fucking state to grow. To travel to these places and the stores, it's going to be interesting to see what, what a connoisseur would say. Like what the differences are or how harsh. Yeah. yeah, the differences between buying weed in different states is substantial. And it's not the same experience for well, every use case. Sure, the but quality, the quality of weed, yeah. yeah. I don't know about the quality. Like that's, it's all good. I've bought some stuff in California. I was like, eh. Dude, I bought Arizona. some stuff in Illinois. I'm like, no. See, but that's what I mean. Like I, I thought I bought some stuff in Arizona with, with hoping and it was, I was sad. I was like, oh. Yeah, it was booty. And uh, luckily, I ran to Chris Martin that same time, and he had medical weed that he has. And then you Good. say medical weed in the tents. It's just more like his personal stash when it came down to or not. It was fresher, fresher is usually better. Once you got it right, move it. Get rid of it because it's not well, going to get any better. Yeah. People who grow for the love of it are like, I would love to smoke Jorge's weed. He said oh, yeah. he doesn't really smoke, grow that much anymore. Experiments is what he said he does. Just like Ed. Ed does the same mm -hmm. shit. Yep. Amazing. Just like Ed. Yeah, amazed cannabis. Good people. Moving on to the next state. Next state we're going to do is Virginia. And Virginia had some news. It's yeah. kind of sad. sad uh, Virginia's, it might not be that sad because this effort that they have to legalize over in Virginia, and they've already legalized it, but now they have to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And that how to do it is not really going that well. So how they're supposed to start recreational cannabis sales in Virginia They've been voted down by a House panel, and this is unlike what's going on in Minnesota, where that legalization bill is just flying through. 
Hopefully, mm. it can also get through the Senate. We got a lot of Minnesota clients that are eager, and I like the way that they're going to be regulating it. So it's interesting. This bill in Virginia, though, the legislation from Dell Hodges set a path for licenses to be issued at the start of next year and fast track recreational sales by the current pharmaceutical processors. So they can give the monopoly to the current license holders in medical yeah. cannabis, which is common in the industry. But you know, then, go ahead. I'll say Virginia is a lot like Mexico right now. They have rules for legal weed that you won't go to jail for it, but there's no infrastructure. There's no, you know, and even then it comes down to enforcement of your local authorities. So get your shit together, Virginia. Yeah, get your shit together indeed, because yeah. as they say, we have to do something, says Greg Habib, a former Republican state delegate representing Virginia's Cannabis Association. He told the subcommittee, added that outlawing marijuana is an unlikely option, but that lawmakers need to address public safety concerns. Weird. Public safety. safety concerns. Yeah, what? Yeah. I wish they would list them. I wish you would actually say what they are besides being generic and being... Yeah, but this bill, it wants to issue medical licenses in 2024, and I don't know if it's going to be like what's going on now in Texas or Florida. Those are some serious applications you have to write. Mm -hmm. But if that bill in the Virginia Cannabis Control Authority would issue them in 2024 and prohibit recreational sales until 2025 and ensure seed-to-sale tracking, set THC limits... But it appears that it's a non-starter, so they did not establish it, and it looks like the bill from them, despite being sponsored, it, it may not advance out of a... It says, votes, votes suggest that the Republican-led House of Delegates appears unlikely to allow a proposal to move forward. Homegrown's been goddamn stuck here for three years. So this process is just so painful. The parliamentary yeah. process. Like, sure, the people can vote and tell you they want this, but then how do you get it through like how do you get more how do you actually get a store that's what they're trying yeah. to do and then they, it's not coming from the top down in mm. virginia because they say governor youngkin won't commit to approving a retail marijuana market in virginia this yes. is completely different than what's going on in our next state and which what do you think our next state is i have no clue i'm out of, i only have one story left <laughs> okay now we're going to go to the great state of maryland and in okay. maryland we now have what they call a bill, and this is an enacting statute. Remember, Maryland passed it by vote last November, and they had an amendment that they said, yeah, you're going to legalize it, similar to what happened in New Jersey. And then in New Jersey, after the voters did that in 2020, they filed something very similar to this in February of 2022. And now in February of 2023, or maybe 2021 is when the New Jersey filed it. But now we know the landscape of what's going to happen in cannabis in Maryland because the people voted okay. for it. And this is the enacting statute. It's not very long. It's 85 pages. We're going to review it. We're going to do some content on it, like how to get a marijuana dispensary in Maryland. All of those things will be coming over to cannabis industry lawyer. And not, once you understand what they have, you have to read the law. And then you have to wait for the regulations. For example, yeah. this law so, is only 88 pages. And that's what this enacting order is. It's the law for the actual industry, like the actual how they open the store or open a grow or whatever. Yep. It's starting yeah. that. It's the starting process of that, what the rules are of the game of cannabis in that particular state. And when you see statutes that are very large, like in Illinois, where it was like 350, 400 pages of just wrote text or yeah. more, they put a lot of the regulations into it. And so if you look at the regulations for Illinois market, I'd say they're shorter and they paraphrase the statute a lot. 
But if you look at the regulations for New Jersey or in, in Maryland, they had smaller bills. And so the New Jersey's bills was like 100 pages. This one's 88 pages here out of yeah. Maryland. And we hope that you guys all check it out. Or if you're looking to get a license in Maryland, give us a call over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. And so now if this passes, this will say what's supposed to be in an application. And it usually refers to rules set by the committee or the commission or the regulatory authority or mm. my state, they, they assigned it to two different administrative agencies. And yeah, it's the process. So that's really exciting. No, we'll totally. be seeing a lot of that in the future. No, that's it's very long and arduous. And we wish that we would have stores tomorrow. None of these states, when the law became, like you said, Washington wasn't right away. Even though we're at the 10-year mark, the store was, what, like six months, eight months later? But we've already had medical and products and everything else. What they had to do was create the SKUs and then the magic, oh, the seed just seed to sell appeared. All the story control system, track and trace systems. Yeah. I'm sure that FedEx and UPS use very similar things. Oh, yeah. It's a relational database. That's really yeah. it. No, that's uh, it. I mean, it's just knowing your inventory except for when this industry was so young here in Washington, it was a very big deal because of diversion, right? We don't want to let the, the fucking kids or anybody in Oklahoma have it or Idaho, most of right. Idaho now because Oklahoma's actually got more weed than us, I think now. But yep, they sure do. So I, what else do we have on the agenda for the articles? Because those kind of run out my show for me. Well, what's funny is uh, you say like you weren't a big fan of this luxury canvas thing. And I just mm -hmm. find it funny that in Market Watch, like this is just so weird. And it tells me how to out of touch people with money, investors and business people are. Is if you scroll down, they're like, there's a new luxury canvas company run by a former car execs. And they're using jet engine tech in production. Sounds nice. But when you go down and just actually read what they're fucking about, they're another concentrate company. That's all they're doing. They're fucking, even their mission statement. Let's see. The company said it was delivering its own flavor of cannabis experience with only ice, water, and heat and pressure. So you're making hash. What's new, buddy? It's hash. You're another hash company. So it's a neat way to, to present a new company or whatever. But the competition is not, it's still, I don't know, unless they're really good hash makers. And then their hash is actually fire. And then because the culture, there's still culture there here in cannabis, but also connoisseurs. I just thought this was just a weird way to yeah. try to like make it seem like it was special, but you're just it's called the... you don't sell a steak, you sell the sizzle. Mm. So that's what they were doing. They were just a press release. Send out a press release. We need some backlinks over here. Mm -hmm. I just invented something amazing. It's gonna use jet engine technology. And what are you making? Hash. See, man, if you just say what you're doing, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, but like it's not special. And the water, ice, like that cool conversation where we talked about curing with Jorge, that was enlightening. And when I mentioned nitrogen, that was another tech is out there. There's new shit coming about, but nothing that's a fucking jet engine's really needed. And not only that, they proceeded to describe ice water hash too. And so they're talking yeah. about jet engine technology and then they're talking about <laughs> water and probably cold water agitation and sleeves and bags and stuff making bubble hash or ice water hash and then pressure. So, okay, then you're going to what rosin something like you're going to press it and you're going to yeah. create like some goo. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> what does this have to do with jets? That's uh, so dumb, man. I don't know if that's more towards the consumer or the fucking media. Like, that's Market Watch. They paid the somebody to, yeah. yeah. Trying to find people that have diamond hands to buy their shit. That's it, buddy. To the moon. To the moon. Yeah, I'm down 80% on these cannabis stocks. Hey, let's end with yeah. that. That is something yeah. that is hilarious. I'm going to just bring up Cresco's <laughs> stock ticker. Cresco. The Curly, too. Yeah, Curly. Screw them. All right, here we go. 
It's Cresco. And so if we go for one year, uh, let's do one year chart. It is down 72%. Actually, almost 73. I'm going to round up at 72.7. So they're doing fine. They're doing just great. And then let's also go to, no, they aren't. If, you're, if you've lost 70% of your market cap in one year, you're not doing great. No, uh, none of these companies have been in the red or green, black, whatever. Well, Curly's Positive. doing better comparatively. They're only down 51% the past year. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I see your points. <laughs> oh yeah. That's one of the reasons why we're going to go try to play that license lottery and then we'll create our own C-Corp and not try to sell a whole bunch of shares and spend a whole bunch of money and disrespect the plant or like manipulate stuff or I, mean, I tell you what, it's not the right way to go. It's just not, it's not how the plant doesn't do it like that. And so if you try to do it as this commoditized product, you're not going to get the same quality. It's the same thing with coffee. If you go buy coffee from a gas station, it fucking sucks. If you buy oh, yeah. it from Starbucks, it's slightly better. If you buy it from a local roaster who roasted it recently on-prem and you drink it then, it's the best. And so yeah. I'm. let's go make some craft cannabis companies. No, I think you got a great point there. My thing has always been the patients, the people who actually grow up for medical uses, but also to grow, to be good gardeners or whatever. That's what we don't want. It's always been the weed one. That that's the craft I love. The one that's actually like no shit, like homebrew or whatever. And that's the one I will always be chasing. But uh, as far as like the market goes, I think the consumer is always going to lose as long as you got these high ass taxes and these like mm -hmm. overregulated rules for things like they should require equal lab testing for medical and recreational all the time. Yeah. It's a consumer product. There's only no brainer shit for this. Yeah. But let's check this out. Some one of our viewers is saying, "What about the North Dakota legislator complaining about hemp flags because of the potential smell from flag burning protests?" Oh my God! Okay, it sounds like that North Dakota legislature's win for the dumbest thing I have read all week. Now that, that is that's that is second party hearsay. I like somebody on my channel is saying that somebody else said that. Yeah. But if there's an article out there about this. I'm just saddened for the education system. They must be clearly in the 40s to 50 range of our ranking <laughs> not 50 you know it all right yeah. hey thank you guys so much for tuning in to another weekly roundup of cannabis legalization news this is one of our bigger ones and if you wanted to if you enjoyed it thank you if you want to support the channel consider becoming a member we'll answer your questions if you are a member i can tell that you see cannabosom is he's got that little icon right there and so if he was asking questions or if you guys throw us a super chat We'll answer them as oh, well. Yeah. We're live on Sundays, recorded the other days. Sometimes Nikki goes live. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we got some cool recordings coming up for you. Jorge this week and Tom and Nikki apply for a cannabis license. That one's going to be some, hey, I'll tune into that content. Join our journey and watch this next video. It's what ails you. There. <laughs>